Hello, my name is Katie Indy Crow. I am an earth-walking, soul-talking crow person. In other words, a psychopomp. This podcast is a collection of my best stories, earned whilst out on the road, taking care of the planet and guiding the souls who live here. Come on in. Here's some of my psychopomp stories. Hello. Welcome to the inaugural installment of Psychopomp Stories. I am your host, Katie Indy Crow. I am a soul-talking, earth-walking crow person. What that means is I spend my life heeding the call of the planet and supporting the souls who live there. This podcast is all about the stories and adventures I have while I am out on the road doing just that. In episode one, we keep it simple. I introduce myself and I tell you about what being a psychopomp means to me. I talk about the soul superhighway and the concept that souls are always moving, and that includes yours. In addition to that, I fill you in on the types of things that you will hear if you decide to subscribe to this podcast and come back and keep listening. I call this one The Path of the Crow. <laughs> Crow is an animal that is associated with the path of the psychopomp. Cross-culturally, crow is known as a being who is able to travel between the worlds. They oftentimes represent the knowledge of the unknown, esoteric speaking, and being present to give space to a voice that needs to be heard. One of the ways that some cultures relate to crow is to place the space of fear on them. They say that when a crow shows up, it's because somebody is about to die or because something is about to happen. The truth of it is, when a crow comes into your path, it is because they are about to bestow upon you some form of knowledge. There may be a life transition in happening but it isn't usually or even always about death. A lot of the time when a crow comes to your path, it is because you are being signaled by the universe to pay attention to what you are doing, to listen to the thoughts in your heart, and more importantly, to have the courage to take the journey that you are on. Although a crow and being in the path of the crow does oftentimes mean working with people who have already crossed and assisting those who are in the process of crossing. It also means bringing in the joy of new life with births and babies, but also with soul sparking. I realized I was on the path of the crow by accident and it wasn't always something that I celebrated as happy or that I could even talk about in this pleasant tone. Probably some of the earliest recognitions that I had the ability to see souls, and not only that I could see them, but that I was supposed to take them somewhere, came about when I was maybe four or five years old. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and looking out the window, and all I could see in the snow-covered fields that surrounded my house were people. 
But these people were not people who were living. These were people who had already died. And they were waiting for me to do something. And no matter what I did, whether I was awake or asleep, the presence of these souls was always known to me. And so eventually what I figured out was, oh, cool. There's this thing called the soul superhighway. And one thing that happens is that all souls move. And it, as I mentioned earlier, it is not just about the living. Right now, I'm giving an example about the dead. Part of what I first realized I was doing was that I was able to operate in the capacity of helping people get from this world into the next. And so you think, well, why would they need a, like a five-year-old kid to do that? And that is a very good question. <laughs> in this world at that time, I was a five-year-old child. But in the universe, my soul has always been doing this. And so one of the things that happens with souls as they evolve, which they do with us as we age, is that we gradually become more aware of them. Our souls are a part of ourselves. And the way that a soul works is that we are gradually meant to be receiving it as we go about our life. And so this is why people have spiritual awakenings or patterns of self-connection that you can trace. Um, and they have to do with us going through initiation moments where we get a little bit more about who we are and we step a little more into what we are going to be. And so for me, at around the age of four or five, that process accelerated and it never really stopped. One of the most significant parts of my journey on the path of the crow and getting to the point where I realized that this was even a thing was when I turned 14, 15, I started preparing for what was going to be my big first set of journeys. And that was the journey of leaving my body and coming back in that came with having a near-death experience over the course of having cancer. This is something that people probably would have heard about a number of times because it is an old trope that people who are spiritual teachers, people who are esoteric knowledge holders are also people who have, to ha who have had negative or very hard experiences where they have almost lost their life. And as the old adage goes, as you're going through those experiences, you cross over to the other side. And when you do, you come back with more knowledge of what it is over there, wherever over there is, it's different for different people. And you also know a little bit more about its coordinates. In the, my case, crossover, I sure did. And that happened when I was first, I think two weeks before my 16th birthday. And although I had begun the initiation process of receiving my soul before that point, at that point, the way that things worked out was I had cancer. I had to be receiving uh, a, a medical procedure. And in the course of that medical procedure, things got serious and I left my body. And so this is something I fully remember happening. And this is part of how I know that this is all very real is 
everything that happened in that moment has played out to be part of the path. So in those moments, I remember lifting out of my body and I remember looking down at it. So the lifting out part, that was a part of the soul of me that I had that was with me. And I was looking down and I could see all the doctors and the nurses uh, rushing around trying to fix me. And my grandfather came to my side. I hadn't seen him for a number of years because he had already crossed. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Katie, it's not your time to die. Don't worry about it. And he said, there is a lot more for you to do in this world. And you're going to know exactly what it is when you get there. And so you just have to be strong and you have to have courage. And you have to go back to your body now. And so go back to my body I did. And from there, I also made what you could call a miraculous recovery. And so although it took a few years, um, at the age of 16 years old, I was in and out of my body a number of times. Uh, having surgeries, having operations, and being put back together. And by the time I was 17, I was nestled back in on this earth. And I had very much uh, a lot more change in my personality. And all of a sudden, I had a lot more of an understanding of why I could see dead people, but also why I could feel the souls of the living. And from that point on, I understood that my life had fundamentally changed and that I was much older than a 17-year-old child and that I had just gone through something that was important to shape the rest of my life. But I didn't know how much that was going to be the case until many years later. One of the most important things that happened when I had that first in and out body experience that was facilitated by a medical emergency, I got the coordinates of how to come and go safely from a body. Because you see, coming and going is not this automatic experience that is always safe and clean. Although it can be if we learn how to train our soul and body, that soul-body connection has been fragmented because in the current world that we live in, most spiritual traditions or religious traditions do not pay attention to the soul-body connection in the space of helping you create a healthy pathway for your constant travel and integration. The soul superhighway, as I mentioned before, is my favorite place to be. And it's one of the main things that I do as a psychopomp is help people go where they need to go and to stay free. When you are awake, when you are asleep, when you are conscious and unconscious, your soul is always traveling. And one of the things that your soul can do is get information for you. It goes to places that you need to be received and to receive. And it is able to actually have a real life impact on you. In other episodes, I will talk more about it. But in this one, you know, one of the things that is important to say is that even if you are not receiving your soul, even if you are not actively cultivating your soul body relationship, your soul is you. And so your soul will hang out with you and your soul will try to help you. And so some people work with this concept of a higher self. Some people work with this idea that they have some guides. And a lot of the time, your higher self and your guides are actually parts of yourself that are waiting for you 
to integrate them. And so they'll help you get wherever it is that you need to go. And so one of the things that happens is that because we don't talk about souls very much and because we don't talk about the soul superhighway, we also don't talk about how to navigate it safely. And that is also where I come in. Because on the soul superhighway, there are the same kinds of things you find in the deep ocean. There are pirates and there are thieves and there are people who would like to take what is yours, except they're not really people. Well, some of them are. They are beings and energies and entities who stalk (laughs) the vulnerable so that they can get what they can get from them and otherwise take what they want to build their own power. Right now, a lot of people are conscious of international migration situations where there are coyotes who are smuggling people across different borders. And we know that people are exploited in those transportations. You see it happening in Europe. We see it happening in America. The same kind of thing happens in the soul superhighway. If you do not know how to receive your soul or where the coordinates are, which many souls do not know because they're not receiving their normal training. And if you do not know uh, how to listen to the safe guides on the road, or if you have found your own path to safety and created it yourself, you are at a vulnerability. And so one of the ways that psychopomps guide the human population is that we make sure that you're able to get home from the places that you go when you are dreaming. But not just when they're dreaming, it's also about when they are being born, when they are having significant transformations in their lives. You noticed me using the word, get people there safely. And this is an important part of psychopomp stories. You see, all is not well in the zones of travel quite yet. There were a number of negative instances that happened where people like me were specifically targeted, as were the esoteric forms of knowledge that we held made into something that sounded crazy. I recognize that even in some of the stories that I'm going to tell here, there are things that may sound crazy, and it takes courage to be able to speak about them. And the reason that I'm doing it is, one, they're very cool stories, and who doesn't want to hear about the Holy Grail or this major crossing point at Gettysburg or what Newgrange is used for. But also it's about being able to talk about the dangers that can be met on the road of a soul's journey. There are beings who do also act in the psychopomp realms who are not friendly, kind, or good like me. They are beings who intentionally work to manipulate souls whether it is through intentional spiritual manipulation of people who are spiritual teachers or yoga teachers or whatever it is that they do, or if it's through a more metaphysical form of manipulation like doing ceremony or being just another person like me but doing it for the wrong reasons and why they do it is because if you are able to get a hold of a person's soul essence, you are able to get a hold of their power and you are able to get a hold of their knowledge and you are able to get a hold of a piece of them. And this is a real life thing. There are people whose souls have been caught up in things like human sacrifice, like warfare, like cursing that have had long-term impacts that have happened over multiple lives. And a person like me, okay, 
you heard what it was like for me at five years old. You heard that I had cancer. It did take me a number of years to activate my knowledge back up again and get to the point where I could even do this job. And admittedly speaking, during a number of years of humanity, the bad guys were winning, <laughs> at least for a while, while people who were doing it for the right reasons got themselves back together and were able to start healing the planet and helping to guide the souls where they needed to go. We were in a extremely negative space, especially about a thousand years ago, and we have been working steadily and slowly to get ourselves out of that. And so part of the journey that you are going to hear when you tune in to future installments of Psychopomp Stories is the journey of the call of the earth. Because you know what? The earth is a big part of what motivates the journeys. And the earth is also the vehicle through which the soul superhighway operates. Sacred sites, waterfalls, rivers, war zones. These are places that souls go to travel. You would not believe how many people cross on a bridge. It's cool. This is part of the fun and engaging and loving part of these stories. So while some psychopomp stories are going to sound like a terrifying sci-fi episode because they truly were one, others are going to be all about the joy and the cohesiveness in this universe and our place in it. My name is Katie Indycrow, and it would be an honor if you subscribed to this podcast and supported this new phase of my journey. I have a new website called esotericearth.net that is based around this, so you can access it at esotericearth.net slash esotericearth, and on it, you can sign up for my email list. I am an established teacher and writer. All of that is available at crow.com dash medicine.com including my my podcast crow medicine spirituality for the 21st century although i'm not going to talk about it often here i have written a book called soul compass pathways to conscious self-connection that is a great way that you can get in better touch with your soul and start exploring it if listening to these stories makes you feel inspired to doing so you can find that at my website or you can find that by emailing me at katieindycrow at gmail.com. One of the other things that I am going to start up for Psychopomp Stories is a support-based membership community. And in that membership community, I am going to post some exclusive photos, videos, hold some Psychopomp Stories lives events and share documentaries, news stories, all kinds of things that are related to the world of the Psychopomp and the sites that are part of the Soul Superhighway here on Earth. Because guess what? It is part of the everyday news cycle. So this isn't going to be an obnoxious amount of information, but it will be little tidbits each week. And if you sign up, the great thing about it is you help to support me in upping the production value of this podcast and doing the things that I need to do as part of my creation. If you're not interested in joining the membership community, you can always pop in with a one-off little gift of support to say, hey, thanks for telling these stories. And if you're into it, thanks for what you're doing for this planet. I appreciate you tuning in to this very first installment of Crow Medicine. In the next one, we kick it into high gear right away. And I talk about one of my favorite topics, which is clearing and aligning the path for the Magdalene. And in this one, I tell you about going to the grotto in France. More from me soon.
your girl, Katie Indy Crow. Oh, yeah. And links to everything that I just mentioned are in the bio for this episode. See you next Tuesday.